York City, I want to see a lot of rats. Wow. <laughs> I love these kids. Oh, these are your kids, by the way. So you got to be proud. You got to be proud about that. Oh, isn't it fun? So fun. How you doing? It's great to see you. I, uh, I love this, uh, getting together as kind of a family. And I have met a ton of new people today who have come into Fort Collins New and and they're checking out churches and kind of getting ready for school and sending their kids. So we, we really do welcome all of you. It, it can be a challenge in a new church. But, man, thanks for coming. We want you to just feel at home around here. This series, Like a Child, kind of does remind me of just the environment that we have at Timberline. I often say, uh, very fun church, very serious mission. And that really is true. We, we are a fun church, but we have a serious mission. And I think this whole series has to do with preparing us and getting us ready for learning and discovering God. Today we're talking about discover like a child. What does it mean to discover like a child discovers? I remember we have three children and our oldest, Ryan, when we moved here in 1986, he was, he was about one year old. And we literally bought a house right across the street from Timberline Road here on sagebrush, and we were downstairs, and Ryan was learning to walk. He was very active, and I was sitting in a chair, and he had a toy in his hand, and he eyed an outlet over on the wall, and he had a piece of that toy that would probably kind of fit in part of that outlet, and I was watching carefully because we had had this discussion many times, me and Ryan about not putting something in an outlet. And he just started crawling right over to it. And he stopped halfway and looked back at me. He crawled some more over to it, looked back at me. And I said, no, Ryan, don't, don't go over to that outlet. And he just kept right on going. And he put his toy up and he was headed for the outlet when I swooped him up and saved his life. No. <laughs> Why was he doing that? Why is it that if you say to a kid... Don't touch it, it's hot. They touch it. Yeah. Don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> Don't get too close to the edge. I, I got to say, though, I love that kids love to discover. And I've even learned for adults that sometimes learning occurs more and best during discovery, right? You discover something. It's... It's, it's different than an equation that you are, you're figuring out in, in learning. Discovery is something that's already there, and you find out that it's already there. And that's kind of what we're talking about with the whole God thing. I, I've been thinking a lot about families, this whole like a child, and even the dedication today and, and some of the, the weekend dedication of, of babies. We have a lot of babies. We have a lot of young parents raising kids. And I came across this thing about kids that says, when I'm five months old, I may be able to roll over and sit with support. I can hold my own toys. I babble and am alert for two hours at a time. I can eat mostly ba most baby food. Put toys just out of my reach and I will try to get them. At nine months, I'm really busy. I like to explore everything. Some of you have kids these days. Just tell me if I'm right afterwards. I crawl, I sit, 
I pull up on furniture. I grasp objects. I understand simple commands. I like to be with other babies, and I like to react to whether they're happy or whether they're sad. At 12 months, I may be able to pull myself up and sidestep around all of the furniture. I may begin walking. I make lots of sounds and say mama and dada. I am curious about flowers and ants and grass and stones and bugs and dirt. I like to get messy because that's how I learn. My fingers want to touch everything. I like to play near others close to my age but not always with them. (laughs) If I'm walking, please walk at my pace. And then I found something that I didn't know existed in the world. It's called the Toddler's Creed. A very important life-changing document, I might add. It's very short, but I'm going to read it to you. This is the, the Toddler's Creed. If I want it, It's mine. If I give it to you and change my mind later, it's mine. If I take it away from you, it's mine. If it's mine, it will never belong to anybody else, no matter what. And if we are building something together, all of the pieces we are using are mine. If it looks just like mine... It's mine. <laughs> That's the, boy, when I think of that, I can't help but think of the power of a kid who has a mindset to grab and to hold and experiment and put stuff in their mouth. From the time a kid is born till they're five years old, you can do the research on this, there are millions of things that kids learn through discovery. Millions. Because it's emotion. It's not just people or actions or words. It's emotion and feeling and temperament. And all these things are happening in the development of a child. Sometimes I think God must watch his kids, us. We are called his sons and daughters. And he must go, man, you guys are, you guys are discovering so much more about me. Stay on track. Keep talking to me. Keep praying. Keep believing. Never give up. Jesus did a really cool thing when he, in Luke chapter 18. I want to read this. We've been reading passages like this for the last few weeks in this series. Just listen carefully to verse 16 and following. Then Jesus called for the children and he said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child, will what? Never enter it. That's pretty big. We'll never enter it. So I think this is pretty important that we get this right. So if you have a program, follow along on the back, or if you have the Timberline Church app, we preload the outline in there for you. So number one, we were created to discover. We were created by God in his image for discovery. To find out stuff that is already there, but we don't know it yet. Think about that. I love some of the stories in the New Testament, especially in the Gospels where it's really uh, about Jesus. And you think about it. At about 30 years old, he launched his ministry, and he immediately got into a small group. That's why the T-shirt, Jesus was in a small group. He called 12 guys around him. We call them the disciples. And spent about three years hanging out with them. There were times when he literally would say to them, all right, guys, 
I want you to go into the villages, go two at a time, two by two, and I want you to just teach the truths, see how they receive you, present stuff. <laughs> and so they said, okay, well, um, you know, what should we take? Oh, it doesn't matter. You don't need to take anything. Just, just show up. Okay, well, what, what's the list? Like, what should we say? Oh, you'll figure it out. Just go ahead and go, and, and it'll, it'll all work out. <laughs> Jesus wouldn't help them. They wanted a, you know, one through ten list. How many of you are list people? You know, they wanted this thing. But why? Why didn't Jesus say, say this, then this, then this, then this? Because he wanted discovery to happen. He wanted them to have the feeling of, I don't know what to do next. And I've got to figure it out. And a lot of things happen. Sometimes they got it right. Sometimes they didn't get it right. But I have a question that's going to springboard us into an interesting thought process here. And here's the question. It's very important. Where do you believe curiosity comes from? Where does curiosity come from? Like, do you say to your kid when they're born, okay, I want you to be curious and put that in your mouth now? No, you don't have to. You've got to keep stuff out of their mouth. Do you think they're born with this curiosity? I do. I think they're born with this curiosity. Think about it. God planted this in us. I want you to do me a little favor. I want you to think about curiosity and the first time in history that curiosity got somebody in trouble. Adam and Eve. The very first people on the earth that got him in trouble. So it poses the question, is curiosity good or bad? Or neither? Is it neutral? We can make it good or bad. That's number two. Curiosity has a downside. I'm going to be very honest about this, and I hope you'll really open your heart to it. Because we are talking about discovery, but you can discover things that wreck your life. So we must take it seriously. Curiosity has a downside. A child could crawl right off of the end of a 10-foot table and hit the floor and never think one thing about it until they hit the floor. Why? Because they haven't discovered the laws of gravity yet. They don't understand that. They could jump right into a swimming pool. They might run right out into a street with a car coming full on. They would drink antifreeze if you put it in front of them. Why? Because they have not discovered. Children need clear boundaries when they explore and when they discover. And I think God is saying that to us. Do you have good boundaries in your life about your discovery? About your exploring? Will you pay attention to the warning signs? We, uh, about a month ago, one of our children, they have, they have two kids, and Tristan's five and Fiona's one, and she's just learned to walk, and so it's like everywhere, and she's wobbly walking. Do you know what that means? I mean, it's just, so you just literally have to like be all over it. So we were at our house, and, and they went on a, on a trip, and we were watching the kids, and my, <laughs> she bonked her head like twice in the first hour. And we're like, okay, this can't happen. So Bonnie got this room. Uh, the toy room, and she said, Daria, I have an idea. Do you think this will work? I said, what? She said, go get all of our camping mat air mattresses and blow them up and let's line the walls. <laughs> I, I should have taken a picture, honestly. I did. 
I, I blew them up. I got the, the air compressor out, blew them up, lined the walls in this little room. We said, go, Fiona, run into stuff. We don't care. I think sometimes God's in heaven going, okay, I want to make sure you're in a safe room when you find this out. I want to make sure that you're paying attention. I think adults need boundaries. How much alcohol, if any, should I consume? Just think about that. So many people have ended up in trouble because of exploration, because of discovery. And some people like it, the feeling a little too much. What is the purpose of sexuality? Should I be active? You know how many teenagers have that question in their brain constantly? Because, quote, everybody else is doing it. Young people, hear my heart. God has a plan for your sexuality. Pay attention to the discovery of these things in a godly way. Should I have an abortion? I, I've sat with so many ladies who just were crying their heart out to me. And the heaviness of not knowing what to do and, and the discovery of, of how can I make this happen. And, and I, I, want, I just want to say this, those of you who have been down this road and maybe you've made mistakes as you look back, God is a gracious God who loves and forgives and restores. Don't be held down by the trick of your enemy to shame you for the rest of your life. God is a God who is called our Redeemer. He bought us back. Amen? It's true. It's true. Should I take these drugs, legal or not? Is this, is this best for me? Am I in a discovery process that I just need to try everything once? That's a lie straight from hell. I, I'm telling you, I have sat with so many people through the years of being a pastor where people said, man, I wish I could go back. I never dreamed that night would cause this addiction. I never dreamed that I would be out of control for the next 10 years. If I had known, on and on and on it goes. Discovery and exploration are wonderful traits. They're godly traits. But they must be treated with tremendous respect. So I can, and I have, and so have you. You've discovered some things in your life that you've learned. Not going down that road again. Not going to do that. Not going to go to that party. Always ends up the same. Not going to date a person like that. These are important components. Why? Because being smart and paying attention to the little things means that it may never turn into a really big thing in your life. And that's very, very important. And I want to say one last thing about this. I believe, you know, when Jesus left the earth, he said, I'm leaving, but the Spirit's coming. And the Spirit is going to live in you and walk beside you. So that you have strength every day to make decisions. Now that's how we discern. That's why the Bible says walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So you don't discover all the things you shouldn't be discovering. And so as I walk in the spirit, I have this conviction like, well, I shouldn't do that. I'm not feeling good about this. I think I need to leave now. I'm not going to try that. I know you are, but I'm not going to. I don't even want to get going down that road. These are spiritual things that we need to learn to trust that discernment. So number three, how can I fan the flame of discovery in other people? When I was, when I was kind of doing the research for this message, I have to tell you, 
this part of the outline wasn't in there when I thought I was done. And then it hit me. I have no place in this outline where I'm talking about helping others to discover. And then I thought, you know why that is? It's because when we think of discovery, who do we usually think of? Me, ourselves. It's like, I want to discover. I want to, back, back to the toddler's creed, mine. You know, this is about me. And so this has become a thought in my journey that, that I want you to really think about. When is it time for me to actually take what I have learned and encourage others for new healthy patterns in their lives? You know what? Look at this. These, I, I didn't even know these would be out here this weekend, but these are backpacks that you guys have provided for kids going back to school. And these backpacks are going to a lot of needy kids who would not have what they have in them if you hadn't provided it for them. You know what you're doing? You are helping them to discover new things in their life. And this is probably a kid you'll never even meet or know. Why would you do that? You would do that because you know its value and its importance and you care about other people. And I thank God for that. I thank God for you who have insight and foresight to say, let's make a difference in our community. Let's help kids who need help, whether we know them or not. They don't have to be our own kids. Something moving in this backpack. It's rats from New York, I think. I'm just kidding. You know, raising kids was always fun, and Bonnie and I loved it. We, I, I want to just say again to parents, young parents with young kids, listen, please do stuff with your kids. Let them discover. Take them camping. Sometimes I say that and people go, camping? Oh, I can't go camping. Okay, take a day trip. Go up the pooter, get out of the car, take a picnic, let them get dirty, let them play, put their hands in the water. Just, just do something to get the Video games are wonderful. You know, I, I love them. And you can learn hand-eye coordination, lots of great things. But don't let them live in front of the TV, amen? Get them out there. Let them discover. Let, them, let their curiosity, send them to summer camp. Read books to them. Sing songs to them. Go outside and play. My grandparents, man, they, I've told you this before, but they had a farm in Kansas. And we have a bunch of cousins. And my mom had like seven siblings, and all of them had five or six kids, it seems like. And so we have cousins galore. And we would all meet up, not all, but a lot of times several families would meet up at the farm in the summer. And my grandma and grandpa had like a thousand acres of farming and cattle and pigs and, and, and chickens and a big river that flew, uh, went through their property. And we would spend a week or two there just discovering. I remember as a kid, she would have breakfast and, and we would eat breakfast and she would say, okay, when you hear the bell for lunch, come on in. It was kind of like, get out now. You're going outside. No, she didn't ban us from the house, but kind of. So, so then we would have lunch, and then it would be, okay, dinner will be at 6. Boom, you'll hear, hear the bell. We would go down to the river. I mean, I'm a little guy. I, I look back, and I'm still wondering, I'm alive. They had water moccasins there. They had, I, I'm serious. And we're running around in shorts and barefoot, and, and you go swimming in this river. I learned about leeches, that they're hard to get off once they get on your body. I learned about ticks. I'll tell you something else I learned. I learned that I am not as fast as a snapping turtle. That's a whole other story. I'll have to tell you that later. No, don't even ask me about it. 
In Luke 12, verse 31, Jesus, there's this statement that says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you what? Everything you need. You know, the key to that verse is the first word. Seek. 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 It means to explore, to discover, to go, to never give up. I think that's why kids like that game hide and seek. There's, there's a thrill that goes with it. All kids liked it. I liked it as a kid. There's fear in it. Am I going to be caught? I'm hiding. It's quiet. And then if it goes too long, you're like, are they going to leave me here forever? <laughs> that was a trick. We always played on our littlest sister, Renee. It's like, go hide and we'll come and find you. <laughs> Not. <laughs> so cruel. There's anticipation, there's surprise, there's stress, there's new emotions that have to be discovered. I think of what it must be like for God, who's the creator of all of this stuff. Can you imagine what it was like when God is watching his kids on the earth and they realize that the world is not flat? And God's like, hey, everybody, this is really cool. Let me tell you what they just found out. Imagine when they, they launched the Hubble telescope. And, and years and years go by and they get these pictures that last, I think it was about four years ago, they said the most important picture of all time in science when they found out that there were thousands of other galaxies that existed out there that they didn't know was there. And God's like up in heaven goes, oh, guess what they just found out. This is so fun. You guys, our God is so big and so great that we will discover him for thousands and thousands of years and never know everything about him. It's important to know that. He is a God who created us to discover. When I think of point number four in your outline there, my spiritual journey will always involve discovery. I, I never want to stop discovering Ask yourself this question. How should I be discovering the plan of God for my life? Now, I don't think these are on the screen or fill-ins in your outline, but I'm going to give you three really quick, easy-to-write-down things if you want these. This is just my list, but you can make your own. Here's, here's what I have discovered in my life about discovery. First of all, I want to always discover the need in front of me. The need in front of me. That's, that's the first that's the first thing that I need to pay attention to. If I see that um, someone needs help getting through a door, I can just run over and open the door for them real fast. It's just a need. I, I don't have to pray about it. I see a piece of litter on the ground, I pick it up and throw it away. I don't have to say, God, is this a test? Do you want me to get this piece of trash? Or are you saving it for someone else to be tested? No, I just, it's a need. It's obvious. So, that's something I need to go do. The second one is opportunities that intrigue me. We have, you know, the need in front of me, then we have opportunities that intrigue me. Now, this is where I have done most of my exploration with God. All of a sudden, I have an opportunity, and I'm intrigued by it, and I chase the trail. I chase the path. I get on it, and I say, I'm going to find that out. I research it. I take a class about it. I start asking people. I interview people about it because I don't know as much as other people know about it. And all of a sudden, God is taking me. All of a sudden, I find my wife, Bonnie, because I have an opportunity that intrigues me, and we get married. Then we have kids. 
Then we get a call to go to Grand Junction and be a youth bed. Then we get a call to come to Fort Collins and be a part of this great church. All because of opportunities that intrigued me and I kept discovering and learning and never letting my faith get stagnant. Some of you are just bored. You're not looking for opportunities. And God's saying, there's tons of stuff out here I want you to chase after. The last one is passions that fulfill me. Passions that fulfill me are my sweet spot stuff. It's the stuff that I, I can do and I love to do and I was basically wired to do. And I have to do a lot more than just my passions in my role, but I get to do a lot of what I'm passionate about. I hope you do as well. Take the shape assessment profile online on our website. You'll learn about yourself. What are your gifts? What are your strengths? What are you wired to do? If you don't know the answers to those questions, we have tools at Timberline that will help you find out. Okay, here's how I want to wrap this up. There's three little things at the bottom of your uh, program there that say ways to continue to discover. Ways to continue. This would be just the practical takeaways that you can practice this week. Number one is keep trying new things. It's very simple. This could be a ministry at Timberline. I've never tried that. I'm going to try that. I'm going to get on a worship team. I'm going to be an usher. I'm going to be a greeter. I'm going to whatever it is. It might have nothing to do with Timberline at all. It might just be that you want to explore a new food. Try something new. Read a new book. Sometimes, you know, I read hundreds of leadership books through my life. And Bonnie sometimes says to me, would you like to read a, a fiction book? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I said, would you like to lead a, read a, a leadership book? You know, because she reads mostly fiction. And, and then she'll say, sure, I would. So I go, then I feel convicted. Like, okay, I'll read a fiction book. Help a friend by providing an experience for them. Do you realize that there's stuff you do in your life or you know about that they don't know about yet? I remember when we first came here as the pastor, Ray and Lee Rose Gowling, who are longtime members here, invited us. They said, we want to take you to a place called the Eaton Place. Anybody know what that is? Okay, just a handful of you know what that is. Because it's been gone a long time. Well, I thought that meant eating E-A-T-I-N-G place. But there's a town called Eaton out here east. And it was a restaurant in Eaton called the Eaton Place. O-N. And they took us there and you go in and you sit down and you go pick out your meat behind a counter that you want to cook. And they have grills that you cook right inside the restaurant. I'd never seen that in my life. I still remember it. Why? I discovered something new because somebody knew about it and took me to it. There's stuff you do naturally that other people don't do. You could help them in the discovery process. I remember inviting Jeff Lucas. We used to have horses when our, our kids were young. And, and we had a little three-acre place out north. And I remember taking Jeff Lucas horseback riding. <laughs> he almost died. I love, I love giving him book material. You know, yeah, it's, don't even ask me about that. Ask him about it. Ask him about it. Number two, listen to the stories of others and learn from them. Listen to the stories of others. Sit down with someone that you admire and say, tell me about that. And you will discover. I love asking couples, how did you meet? 
how did you guys get connected? Bonnie and I love this. We'll talk about it for weeks afterwards. Can you believe how they met, how weird that was, and how God had his hand in that? And, and, and it's just because we're discovering how God works by asking people to tell us about their story and their journey. And, and, then, and then you have shared experience. Shared experience is very important. This past week, Pastor Brent Cunningham and I were doing some filming for our new small group study, which is on the book of Daniel, Exile. And it's going to be, by the way, very excited about this. So his idea was to get like a selfie stick, a really good one, and get the phone up, camera up there, and then walk around neighborhoods on a sidewalk and talk about each episode in the book of Daniel that we're doing. And then the small groups, you guys are going to see these and stuff. And so we did one, and it was in the morning, so it wasn't too hot. But then it, it was one of those 93-degree days, remember? And, and, oh, man, it was getting hot. It was like 11 o'clock, and it was hot, and there was no clouds. And we're walking along on a few blocks uh, north of here off of Timberline Road in this neighborhood, and we're, we're wandering around. And um, I'm, just, I'm just burning up. It's like we wanted 20 minutes of video to get six or seven minutes that they're going to edit and put, you know, together. So we had a great discussion, great shared experience. We get all the way back. I'm, I'm sweating and I'm, I'm just about done. And we're getting back in the car. And I'm like, we got to turn on the AC, man. I'm about to die here. And he goes, I agree. And he looks at his phone and he goes, oh. And I said, you're fired. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Brent. <laughs> he said, I forgot to turn on the audio. Yeah. So I made him eat Brussels sprouts. <laughs> no, we have to redo it. But you know what? We laughed about it. Honestly, we did. And we thought, you know, this is typical of these tech gurus that we both are. And, and we have a shared experience now. We share a story. We discovered. And that's fun when you do that with other people. The last thing that I really want you to put in your heart is use your mind for good and for God. Use your mind for good and for God. Guys, I mean it. I mean, I've said to Bonnie before, and I've said to some of my friends, you know, all these scams that people work on, we have your social security number, call us back, you know, all this stuff. And, and it's like, if, if people would work this hard in a real job, they would be millionaires by now. Why are they using brain space to rip people off? I want my brain, I want my mind to be renewed. I don't want to get stuck in the stale path of this world and the addictions that grab me and the, the images that jump out at me. And I, I want to somehow say, God, may my mind be used for good and for God. That's what discovery is. And God will lead you on that path. Okay, Philippians 4. Love this passage. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, lovely, admirable. Think about, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Let's pray. Lord, wow. 
we want to discover. We are your kids with an appetite, for, with curiosity. May that curiosity lead us to discovery of godly things, godly principles, godly insights, your word, your truth. May that be the pattern of our thinking with our lives. Show us, Lord, where we don't have that. Show us so that we can change it. Not so we can just feel bad about it. Show it to us so we can change this pattern. Awaken us. Awaken us. Some of you have walked with God maybe a long time and you've lost your, your childlike sense of discovery. Today is a new birth I want to see happen in you. It's just a new beginning for you. And I'm asking you right now, if that's you and you can identify with, I've, I've gotten a little complacent, I've gotten a little bored, I'm just not, I want, to, I want you to just stop and think today, will I be a learner? Will I jump out there again and say, God, use my life again, use my mind, use my talents, use my hands, my feet, my heart. Spin me. Spin me on stuff that counts. Just say that to him right now. God, we give it to you. We thank you for it. We trust you. Others, I'm going to ask you to consider something completely different. It's this. Will you consider sharing your discoveries with others? Bring someone alongside of you. Take them to dinner. Take them to a new restaurant. Get involved in their life. Ask them about their story. Give them a moment of a memory they wouldn't have without you in their life. Let's be those mentors. Let's be those people in other people's lives that can make a difference because God is leading us toward them and asking us to be a part of their life. If you are here today and you don't know if you're a child of God, I know he created you, but if you haven't said yes to him right now, would you just submit and surrender to him? Say, Lord, I, I, I need to acknowledge that you created me. I do have a purpose, and I... I ask you into my life. I want to discover more about you. I give you everything I am. Just make that proclamation of faith today. Lord, we accept this by faith in our lives, and we trust you as we move forward. Thank you for this. I want to, I want to just pray. A church like this, Timberline, are very loving, and I want to pray for the victims of the shooting last weekend. I know we have been, but I just want to take a moment. Lord, these families need the peace of God that only you can bring. We, human, human efforts fail. But you said you would never leave us or forsake us. And I know you're there. You're talking. You're whispering to the hearts of every family member, the victims of, of these deaths. Lord, we pray that you would absolutely reveal yourself and use the hands and feet and voice of others to be your hands and feet and your voice in kindness and love and mercy. Remind us to pray for people who are in this situation. In Jesus' name.